Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, college football fans. Welcome to yet another edition of Urban's Take featuring three-time national championship winning coach Urban Meyer with yours truly, Tim May. Urban, let's just get right into it, man. We're halfway through this college football season now. We saw we saw a, a crazy weekend of college football. Obviously, you guys were up at Michigan in the big house uh, for the Ohio, for the Michigan Penn State game. That was a Freudian there, uh, and you saw Michigan take care of business. But you know you're going to be back in uh, more familiar confines, right? Or or maybe uh, uh, friendlier confines this week. You're going to be uh, the big new kickoff is going to be at Ohio Stadium, and uh, how how fun will that to be? Sort of home. Yeah, I started challenging the Fox executives saying what we, we became the Wolverine network there for quite a while. And I got to see that team four weeks in a row and they're really good, Tim. They uh that that score was not indicative of what actually happened. It was worse than that. Yeah. It was a beating from the beginning of the game until the end. You know, Penn State somehow uh went jumped ahead 14-13 in that second quarter on two plays. But yeah. other than that, you know, the Wolverines were down in the red zone three times right out of the, of the gate. If they score touchdowns, that's one of those 60, you know, maybe 65 points. Uh, but the offensive and defensive line completely dominated the game. Uh, that's a well-coached team, really good players. They got two good running backs. The offensive line, their center is really good. Uh, J.J. McCarthy still has not been asked to go win a game yet. They didn't throw the ball down through, I want to say, one time on Saturday. So that's the only – He's got it all. He's got a great arm. He's got, uh, he's very athletic. He looks like he has command, but at some point we know what's coming down the road, the Buckeyes versus the Wolverines and history of that game is going to be the quarterback's going to have to go in that game. And so that remains to be seen if he can go do that. You know, he's very talented, but Tim, that was a beating. Like uh, that was a, that was a bad one. That was a complete domination. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you this, man. Uh, uh, you were a longtime college football coach. You had some really high highs, and you had some a few lows. Let's be, you know, let's you know, put it bluntly. But the bottom line is, when you have high highs like like some of these teams experienced last week, like Tennessee, like TCU with that great comeback win over Oklahoma State, Utah, your 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 friend Cal Whittingham out there, you know that team never quit, and and finally uh, and beat USC. Man, that was just a hell of a game that maybe a lot of people didn't even see because they were so wrung out by what they'd seen earlier in the day. But how do, how do you, how do teams handle uh, those kind of moments, uh, these great moments of euphoria? How do you come back down and get ready for a college football game uh, the next week, let's say? I mean, obviously, Tennessee's got UT Martin this week, not exactly a huge challenge. But uh, what do you remember about your teams when y'all would have these midseason big wins? Uh, what, what was paramount on your mind that week? of handling that? Well, you coach long enough, you get scarred. You know, you you know, you know, wouldn't, especially places like Ohio State or, say, Florida, you win a game and they're ready to print, you know, national championship tickets. And, you know, I remember we we beat uh, Penn State here and the, the fans rushed the field and then we lost the next week. And you worry about that. You know, so much of it is who you play the following week. You know, yeah. we went on to Iowa against a good Iowa team and obviously didn't play well. So I just, you know, a little, 
little bit like I was with everything. I was just fearful that our team would not be ready and, you know, enjoy it. But my mind, you know, once that we sing the fight song in that locker room, my mind's on the next one. And that, you know, sometimes you don't get to enjoy those wins as much because I'm all worried about the next one. But um, it's real. You know, those, those players go out and celebrate. They are told, you know, through the media and through family, through friends that, you know, we got this, we got this, we got this. When reality is you better get back to work Tuesday and Wednesday real fast or you're going to get punched straight in the face. And, and yeah. uh, so that was, that was the way I handled it. I've had other friends that, you know, are not quite not our colleagues that are not quite as uptight and fearful of what's next. But, you know, I was one of those guys that I was always, always on to the next quickly. Uh, I wanted to ask you the flip side of that is some teams took some really tough losses last week. Uh, when you've got a team like that, that's that, that was flying pretty high. You thought, you know, but you, you know, uh, like Alabama, for example, Alabama, gets beat on the last play, but it's all their fault. I mean, you know, they, they put themselves in that position, but you as a coach, I mean, everything's about getting to the college football playoff now for a lot of these uh, programs, like especially like in Alabama and Ohio state right on down the line. Uh, Oklahoma state was hoping this was the year after coming really close last year. Uh, how do you handle a team after it loses a game like that, where sort of, it feels like it's dreams might be slightly dashed now with Alabama, as Nick Saban said, they can still get to where they want to go. And that's a true statement <laughs> if they went out and stuff. So, you know, is it, do you handle those kind of things differently from one year to the next, from one game to the next on how tough you are on a team after a loss like that, or just what's your take on that? Well, Lou Hall used always to say that one of the cardinal mistakes or make critical mistakes that coaches made and we've all made them is after a loss, you're over critical. You're, you know, you overcoach them, you, uh, they're already beat up. You know, right now they're getting beat up on campus. They're getting beat up in the media. They're, you know, it's over. This You're not going to win a national championship. The problem with Alabama's and Ohio State's are that that's a national championship or bust. I remember standing up in front of the media one time in, uh, when I was at Florida, and then the uh, reporter said, how does it feel that anything less than undefeated in a national championship, you and your team are failures? And the reality is, you know, I looked at the person and said, what are you talking about? But that's real. And forget the old man coach. But think about those young players that every one of them has dreams and ambition to play in the NFL. You have people in their ear about that. And all of a sudden, someone takes a national championship from you. You know, Alabama's on guard right now. You know, all the Billy Donovan, the great basketball coach at Ohio State, at Florida one time, told me, man, this March Madness is it, it's really it's a it's tough because you can't lose a game. I said, Billy, we live 365 days of March Madness. You can't you can't stumble. Yeah. So, uh, no, the time as I go back, Lou Holtz. Right now, it's, you got to rally him. You got to. I would do things like uh, I would put the college football playoff on a sheet. I would show him exactly where we stand. I called up the State of the Union. We would have a State of the Union meeting, especially after if we had a loss. You know, so. You reinvigorate and say, hey, listen, that, that's we control. We, we win this Saturday. We win the next set. We just keep – we'll be exactly where we need to be. The problem is if you get another one. Yeah. You know, and speaking of that, I mean, uh, you know, Ryan Day, you probably saw this uh, this week. Uh, Ryan Day, when we were talking to him about now they're about to face Iowa. Iowa is – I'm not even sure how to describe Iowa to somebody. Great defense. Worst offense in major college football right now. I mean, 131st. You can't get lower than that. 238.7 yards per game 
almost like they're not even trying. But the flip side of it is, you know, you guys came off that big win over Penn State in 2017, great come from behind win, and go to Iowa. And then Iowa put a knot on your head, you know, 55-24. You know, and Ryan Day, you know, he was he was your uh, first-year quarterback's coach that year. I think it was, yeah. Uh, but he said that, that's a scar still on him. I mean, you know, you don't you don't forget those kind of those kind of moments, do you? And uh, here they are. They're they're hosting Iowa this week. Uh, but uh, just what what do you re- not necessarily remember about that? Because we touched on that a little bit. But those things do linger, don't they? Oh, and unfortunately for some of us, they linger forever. You know, yeah. you got to move on. And you know, this is a it's different. It's at home. It's a noon game. It's not you're walking into an inferno like we did in Iowa. Uh, they're they're not very good. They're they're off offense. I'm not sure I've seen, you know, the defense is really good. But yeah. the difference with their defense, though, is their secondary just doesn't have the speed. They're, that That's a really well-coached Iowa team. They're tough as nails. They're going to challenge the run game. They're, you know, they're not, as I said in Big Noon one time, they're not uh, overly, you know, uh, chaos. They're more, you know, very sound yeah. in what they do. But their their secondary is very limited athletically. And, and I, I look at Ohio State's. What they've recruited and developed the wide receiver, which, by the way, I'm going to do a really good story on Heartline and uh, these receivers. It's it's generational what Ohio State fans have got to witness the last few years at wide receivers. So I don't see a big challenge for the Buckeyes this weekend. You know, I, 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 I'm picking Ohio State as the number one team in the country because they don't have a weakness. You know, their only weakness team is their schedule. Yeah. That's their yeah. only weakness. And, and the schedule, if you looked at the preseason, you had Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan State. Those are all top 20 programs. Yeah. Now, this year, they happen to be not top 20. They're, they're not very good. That's not Ohio State's issue. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're, they're really well coached on offense, defense, great football players. There's not a weakness on this team. And, dude, they can get Jackson Smith and Jigba back maybe, maybe the top receiver in the country. We'll see if he's back this week. Uh, Mayan Williams missed two weeks ago after coming off 189 yard rushing day had to skip out that game at Michigan State this team could be better than it was the last time you saw them right <laughs> yeah and you see the schedule coming up and it's like man he, you know the Ryan's challenge is going to be how do you keep them on edge how do you keep them you know razor sharp and it's I think it's a lot of what's going to be in practice good on good yeah. you know, I always told people Taylor Decker became Taylor, De- Taylor Decker because he had to block Joey Bosa every day in practice yeah. And I always tried to set that up as often as possible. You know, good on good. How did Michael Thomas become Michael Thomas? He went against Eli Apple, Marshawn Lattimore, every day in practice. You know, a lot of times you play teams that just didn't have the same quality talent you had. Now you got to keep them healthy, but you got to keep them sharp because you know it's you know what's coming. You got some uh, at the end of the season. You got a really good team, and then uh, you know think about the Big Ten championship. It might be Illinois. I think Illinois has done a great job. But, yeah. You know, you just look at the recruiting and the talent. This is a real intriguing situation for Ohio State. Yeah. I was going to say, man, it was like uh, I'm looking at Illinois, and I was was on a radio show the other day, and I said, well, I said, right now the thing with Illinois is they're playing their game. They're playing that Brett Bielema game about as well as you can play it. You know, and they're still maybe talent-wise a little bit behind. But if you go in there and decide you're going to play them that way, well, shame on you, right? (laughs) Yeah, you get them in space. and But he's a – you know, that was a great hire. You know, oh, yeah. Like oh, he's yeah. A, I know he stumbled at Arkansas, but 
you think when in 2012 when we our staff first came to the Big Ten, they were the number one team in the in the conference. Yeah, you know, they they beat the heck out of Nebraska. Really good players every year, but they're a shell of themselves right now. You know, Wisconsin. You know, I just watch them, but they're the shell and stuff. But Brett Bielema, you know, you knew at some point uh, he would develop that team into a winner. Yeah, yeah, he's got a he's got a uh, as I say, he's got a plan and he sticks to it. Uh, hey, this week. Uh, couple of intriguing games to me you got number 14 Syracuse at number five Clemson uh Clemson I, I don't know where to put Clemson right now man I I, I want to be impressed by him I don't think this defense is the same defense you guys faced a few years ago when you were at Ohio State uh but they 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 figure out ways to win games and you know and that's that's a way of doing it too right but uh uh, you know, who are we going to find out more about this week, you think, Clemson or Syracuse? I mean, here's Syracuse. I mean, sort of a an upstart, whatever you want to call it, a surprise. I mean, well, what do you think we're going to find out this weekend about those two teams? Well, I think what happens, you find out about a team like Penn State when you go finally get a, against a really good team. You know, there's a lot of teams that are supposed to be really good teams, and they're not. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Penn State, I, I kind of – jumped on that bandwagon when they went down to Auburn. And I even said, you know, I thought I picked the Wolverines to win, but I thought it'd be really close because, you know, I thought that Singleton and they had some speed, but they were completely wiped out. So I, I you know, I don't know enough about Syracuse. I'm, I'm not all over them like I am the Big Ten schools and some other schools, but I think, you know, once again, the decision will be made Saturday afternoon about when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Syracuse really is, yeah. and I don't think I, I think Clemson is going to handle that very easily. Hey, and the other game I've got my eye on. I don't know if you do, but uh, number nine UCLA at number ten Oregon. The last thing you remember about Oregon, anybody? You know, this college football is like this, man. Yeah, boy, when when a team goes in and has a close game, you kind of remember that. But when a team gets bushwhacked like Oregon did in that opener at Georgia, well, it was in Atlanta. You know, as you're saying, goes it's like playing Notre Dame in Rome. You know, but. Uh, uh, when they get bushwhacked like that, you you know you immediately write them off, right? And that's not the case. I mean, they're in the they're in the thick of it there in in the uh, Pac-12. But here you got UCLA sitting there. The Chip Kelly program has really come to fruition this year. That's an intriguing game. You agree? Oh, I think it's. I, I have UCLA potentially a playoff team because I yeah. this morning I actually got up and I really I, I just try to pick days and and today was my you know whatever team and, and I went after UCLA and I watched two hours this morning of UCLA. Their physical offense line, they're the most balanced team. You know, our dream, our attempt was always to be 250, 250. Yeah. Run pass. That's what they, they're, they're the most balanced offense in the country. They have Zach Charbonnet and they have a great quarterback that's been there for 25 years. Yeah. You guys tried to recruit him. Remember? I mean, yeah. after Tate Martell, go ahead now. <laughs> Yeah, but they're uh, they're very. Chip Kelly is one of the best I've always admired him. He's a very good friend. They have the most creative run game, most balanced offense in college football with a physical offense line. I, I think UCLA wins this game. It's going to be you know that's one of Autzen Stadium in Oregon's one of those tough places to go play. They normally don't lose up there. I think this will be a great game. Uh, Oregon 
very commendable what they did after getting the doors blown off, like you said, early in the year. But this UCLA team is something. And they have UC, USC at home, but, you know, it's the Rose Bowl. But I'm picking you. I'm picking UCLA. After watching what I watched this morning, UCLA is for real. That, that's the one thing that Pac-12 has not been is physical. Yeah. We, we played uh, USC in the uh, USC in the Cotton Bowl. We played yeah. Washington in the Rose Bowl. You know, uh, uh, Coach Day went out and played Utah in the uh, Rose Bowl. Right. They kind of the ball at will. They're just not physical. Uh, Utah's fairly physical, but this this team this team's a physical team. UCLA. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, let's get right to it, man. We're we're at the end of this one, uh, but it always ends with a checkmate moment uh, as you as you, as you wanted to do at the beginning of this. And I thought there were a couple on the, over the weekend. You can pick out which one you want to take, but. Uh, uh, Alabama misses that 50-yard field goal attempt and uh, possibly could have won the game <laughs> with 15 seconds left. The game's tied 42, what, 42 all, whatever it was. And, uh, no, 49 all. And Tennessee's at home. Instead of just sitting there and uh, moving to overtime, Josh Heupel at Tennessee, man, you talk about doing a job. But Josh Heupel, they throw the ball down the field and then end up kicking uh, the winning field goal from 40 yards with, what, two seconds left. Uh, is that crazy? I mean, what, what what was your take when you saw them coming out throwing the ball after that missed field goal? Did you did you think what what's gotten into this guy, or say, or you were thinking, oh my, my goodness, he's going to win it right now? Well, it's all the quarterback. You know, if you if you trust that quarterback, you take a shot right there. And also, they were having at they were having at will against the Alabama secondary. You yes. saw that safety. And I, I heard Nick Saban's comments, but the safety for some reason was playing real deep behind and gave them easy access throws. So that was a decision that I would have made as well. If you have a quarterback you trust, if you have a young quarterback and you get to overtime and keep playing. Uh, but, you know, that, that guy's a Heisman candidate, Hooker now. And, I mean, what a player. His name is all over the country now, and it should be. Uh, but that was, that was a checkmate moment. That was one of those moments you practice – and you never sometimes get until that one moment you get it, and he called the right play, but more importantly, the players executed. The other checkmate moment now is the Utah one. Yeah. That was uh, – that's my friend Kyle Winningham. That was that was perfect. That was the environment. You just, you're just moving the ball up and down the field on USC. USC is very talented. What's going through his mind in that moment is USC is probably a little bit more talented. They're going to have a hard time stopping them. Let's end the game right here. Let's end it. I have a quarterback that's, you know, kind of finding ways to score touchdowns and cam rising. And it's at home. Let's go try to score and win. Because if this continues to go at some point, USC would probably win that game. So that was a beautiful moment. I watched it live on tele as I'm going. And I know some friends. I said, Kyle's going to go for two here. Because just the environment, the setup was perfect. You had USC on your heels. And he knew in his mind that that game went to two or three overtimes. USC probably wins it. What does that do for his football team? Or before we leave, what what does that do for his football team though? Because obviously they had a very similar moment in the season opener, or whatever, whatever I think it was season opener, the second game of the year at Florida. You know, you're on the road and didn't get it done. What what does that do for your football team in the middle of a season to have a moment like that? Well, I, I know Kyle, and, and the same thing that we used to tell the team as part of our preseason out, uh, preparation and explaining the culture that if, if challenged, we we're going to go for it. You know, we're, we're going to be aggressive. You know, you look back at the, the 2016, we went for it on fourth down and 
and got that first down. You know, uh, there's other times we went for it on fourth downs and took shots. Um, and if we don't get it, defense, get us the ball back. Don't be surprised. Don't complain. Don't, you know, we're in this. And they went down to Florida and they were aggressive and tried to win the game. And I'm sure he went out and the players support their coach, you know, especially because he explained that to him. That was not a uh, at risk. That was part of the game. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that team would have been disappointed if he didn't went after it, yeah. went after the two-pointer. It's pretty funny. It's it, Real quick for a go, too. It's kind of cool to watch a team, and I know you do this with Ohio State all the time, but, that you know, that was Utah. Your two years at Utah, really, I mean, Bowling Green got you on the map. Utah made you a big – a big deal on that map, you know, especially with that great team in, in 2004. But it's cool to watch a guy still in your shoes, right? That guy followed you. And for them to have that kind of success, it, it feels pretty good inside, doesn't it? Well, one of the great things is that that, that stadium averaged, you know, 10, 12, 15,000 people per game. And we started the student section. It's called a must. We let the students actually name it. And it's the, I, I sat there and watched it and it's, you know, uh, many analysts call it the, one of the most difficult stadiums in the country to play. And you look back, the first sellout at Rice-Eccles Stadium was Alex Smith against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Both young players. And to see it now, and you know, Kyle, I, everyone knows my respect and admiration for him. One of the best coaches in America. And uh, great win for Salt Lake City and the University of Utah. Great win. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Urban's take for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, after Urban has a little bit of home cooking. Uh, and then Fine you guys it. are, huh? And you guys are Fine. going to Penn State the week after that, aren't, aren't you? I mean, yeah, the big we, got the, we got the Buckeyes back to back, and you know that's going to be advantage Ohio State not to play that darn whiteout. Yeah, so yeah. Hey, we'll talk about that next week. But hey, until then, for Urban Meyer, this is Tim May. We'll see you then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.